All right, welcome back to the Heal Your Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle. Today's episode, I so I just got back from Hawaii. It was amazing. I went to Maui with a handful of my friends from Oregon. So I went to medical school out in Oregon. So it had been a while since I had seen them. Trip was amazing. We did a lot of beach time, snorkeling. We saw an octopus when we were snorkeling. That was super cool. Swam with a sea turtle by accident. It was a really great trip. But going into the trip, I was super determined that I was not going to have any issues with my sleep, which I sometimes do when I go through that major of a time zone change. I'd gone from Atlanta to Hawaii, so it was six hours. And I was especially determined to not have any issues with my gut health because I always have just like bloating and stomach pain when I travel. And I wanted to do this podcast and come back and be like, I have all the secrets. Everything went great. But honestly, it didn't. The first couple days were really great. And then I kind of, things went south after that. So I'm hoping I have another trip coming up in a month. I'm going to kind of revamp, change some things around, hoping that I can come back and have more of a clear cut answer of what worked for me. You know, overall, just trying to stick with the foods that I normally eat. But also I was traveling and this is something I talk with my patients about too. It's like you have to find that balance of living your life and not stressing about everything being so perfect and also trying to support your health. And for me, I was like really focused on, I think the health aspect, the first half. And then I thought, you know, this is a once in a lifetime trip with these people. Why am I stressing if there is gluten and something, you know, like I knew that I was going to feel not that great eating it afterwards. And that was just kind of a price I had to pay for just living in the moment. You know, I talk with my patients about that. It's important to think of that because, you know, we can get so fixated on wanting to be perfect and heal ourselves, but it's not like we're going to wake up one day and be completely healed forever. You know, this is a journey. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be days that your skin is clear. There's going to be days that your skin flares up and that's okay. That's life. It's just, you know, learning to just move through it, learning what is great for your body and what your body needs in those times when it does start to flare up and getting yourself back on track. So today's episode, instead of being focused on what to do to really feel your best when traveling, because I did not succeed at that towards the end, what we are going to be talking about is your lymph system and really how to love your lymph and why it's important. Because when I come back from a trip, my focus is getting kind of back on track and making my body feel good again. And one way I do that is by focusing on my lymphatic system. So if you are unsure of what the lymph system is, you're definitely not alone. I don't think it's talked about a ton in healthcare in general, but the lymph is an organ system that functions as part of our immune system. And similar to our blood, it moves throughout our entire body. So, you know, when we're sick and we have swollen lymph nodes, that is part of our lymphatic system. And the lymph, although it goes throughout the entire body, there are definitely areas within our body that have more lymph nodes than others. So in particular, your your neck. So you may have experienced when you go to the doctor, when you're sick, they always feel your neck to feel for those swollen lymph nodes. Um, Your armpits tend to have a lot. That's why when you go to the gynecologist and have your breast exam done every year, they also check those lymph nodes because sometimes those can be inflamed. If we have, say, breast cancer going on, 
those lymph nodes will be the first to show it. And then also lymph nodes in our groin area, so like kind of around our hips. Now, the lymphatic system has three major roles, and the first is going to be tissue drainage. So essentially, this means the lymph system is helping to remove and eliminate toxins and waste from our tissues, and that's why it goes throughout our entire body. It's kind of like a vacuum. It just goes to clean everything up. The second is fat transportation. So this is why if our lymph system is stagnant and it's not moving well, we can actually see fat start to accumulate and more cellulite show up. Now, of course, cellulite also has many other factors to it, one of them being genetic, but it can be a sign of congested lymph too. And then the third is going to be immune responses. So the lymph system helps to carry immune cells and helps to remove bacteria and viruses. So again, this is why when we are sick, we can see those lymph nodes swell up because those lymph nodes are essentially engulfing the bacteria and the viruses. And then our immune system is on high alert, producing immune cells to help fight the infection. And all those immune cells are being carried throughout the lymphatic system. So you may be thinking, okay, so how do I know if my lymphatic system needs some support? Well, one sign would be, say, if you're like me and you went on vacation, maybe you ate foods you don't normally eat and you drank alcohol. For me, I don't drink a ton when I'm not traveling, visiting people. Um, That could be a sign that you could just need a little bit of a reset and a little bit more support. Other common signs of a congested lymphatic system, fatigue is going to be a big one, bloating, headaches, weight gain, and joint pain. And really all of these have to do with inflammation. So if you think of the lymph system and if you think of the fact that it is really intended to drain the body, if the lymph system is not functioning optimally and we are not able to drain, then we are going to get congested. When we get congested, we get inflamed and we can get those things like the bloating, the joint pain, weight gain, just think kind of things in excess. Now, unlike the cardiovascular system, which is moved by the pumping of our heart, right? Our heart pumps and that's what pumps the blood through our body. The lymph system does not have its own pump. So instead, the lymph really relies on things like movement and breathing to help keep it flowing. So the more we are sedentary, like when we sit on a 10 and a half hour flight from Atlanta to Hawaii, then the less our lymph system is going to be moving. Luckily, when it comes to supporting our lymph, there are so many very basic free things we can be doing daily to help support it. And even just picking one or two of some of the things I'm going to be talking about can make a major difference in how you look and feel. So I'm going to be talking about a few of my favorite ways to support your lymph system. By no means do you have to do all of these every single day. Even just picking one or two to focus on is going to be beneficial. Starting, I'm thinking like when you wake up in the morning, what is one thing you can do right off the bat? One thing I love, maybe my favorite thing to do in the morning is dry skin brushing. So this can be done with a dry bristle brush, which you can basically get Amazon for under $10. Just type in skin brush or dry skin brush. If you don't have a dry skin brush, you can also do this with a dry washcloth. Or if you do like self tanning at home and you have like an exfoliation glove, you can use that as well. 
it's really best to do this before you get into the shower, but really anytime you are naked and your skin is dry, it will work. So the way you do skin brushing is you always want to be moving in the direction towards your heart. So I'll usually start on my feet and I brush just a couple strokes up my feet, up my calves, my shins, and just kind of make my way up towards my hips. And you're just trying to cover each area with one or two strokes. Like this whole process should take you 30 to 45 seconds. So you brush up towards your hip and then I'll go over to my left leg, brush up towards that hip. Then I'll do my torso. So I brush up from my hip bones up towards my ribs. I'll do the whole front side of my body and then try to do my back as well. You know, don't be so nitpicky. Like if you miss a little bit of an area, it's not the end of the world. Just get as much as you can. Be careful on the breast tissue because this tissue is a little bit thinner. So make sure your um, pressure is a little bit thinner or lighter. And then when you go in for the arms, I'll go from your fingertips up your arms towards your heart. Now, I usually don't do this on my face. Um, I'll just do this on my body and your pressure is going to be very light. So your limb system is right underneath your skin. If you press really hard, then you're really going to be focusing more on the muscles. And so this should just feel like if someone were to just come up and brush your arm gently with their fingers, that is what the skin brushing feels like. So although you're using that bristle brush, it should not feel painful. And again, this should take 30 to 45 seconds max. It should be literally turn the shower on and you should be done before the water even gets warm. And then once you're in the shower, and this is probably going to be your least favorite of what I talk about on this episode, but ending your shower with a, but it really can also be a great way to kind of wake you up in the morning, get your energy going. Um, I especially love doing this when I'm sick because again, that limb system is part of our immune system. So if we can get the limb system moving when we're sick, um, it's just going to help us heal a little bit quicker. I know right now, at least in the Atlanta area, COVID is just going wild right now. I feel like everyone I know has it or had it a month ago, which is when I had it. So this is a great way, you know, kind of this whole episode as far as supporting the limb system, not only good for after traveling, but really good for when we're sick or when we're just going to support the immune system and prevent getting sick. All right, so we've got the dry skin brushing, we've got the cold shower rinse, and then staying hydrated. I know it's so basic, but picture the lymph system like a sink drain. So with a bunch of gunk flowing through the drain, without any water, the gunk is just going to sit there and start to build up. But once you turn on that faucet and water starts to run through the drain, it's going to help to move the gunk along quicker. So the same really goes for your lymph. So if you are able to stay hydrated, your lymph is going to be able to move more freely and quickly throughout the body. People always ask, well, how much water should I be drinking? You know, in general, the recommendation is to drink half of your body weight in ounces of water each day. So a 200 pound adult would aim to drink 100 ounces of water. Now, I know that that can seem like a really large number to some people. Maybe you're listening and you're thinking, that's what I drink every day, no problem. You know, everyone's very different with what they consider a normal water intake. For me, I could literally go all day without drinking water and not think twice about it. 
So for me, getting 64 ounces, like that is my goal. I have a water bottle that I got off Amazon that I absolutely love. I'll link it in the show notes because it sounds silly, but I have so many Pilates clients and patients who've all gotten this water bottle and they all say the same thing. It's just so nice because it has the times. It's a 64 ounce water bottle. It's timed out from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., which I like because then you stop drinking water too close to bed. It's just like an easy lid to snap off. Like the water comes up quickly. You know, if you're going to drink water for the whole day, you want to make the experience something that is going to be enjoyable and not going to be like a task every time you go to do it. And this water bottle is the only way I drink water. If I don't have this bottle with me, water consumption is not happening. So I will link that in the show notes. But if that's something that you feel like would be helpful for you, then consider like, you know, what can you carry around with you throughout the day to remind you to drink water? Or maybe it is setting an alarm on your phone at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. just saying like, did you have a few glasses of water today? If not, go drink. And then as I mentioned at the beginning, movement is really going to be key when it comes to supporting the lymph system. So walking is my preferred way of really getting my lymph system going. I know I've talked about how much I love Pilates. I teach Pilates most mornings. Pilates is also a great way to move your lymph. I think walking is probably a little bit more effective. You may have also heard of rebounding, which is essentially jumping on a small trampoline. Now, it's not a trampoline that you would get for your child. This is specifically a rebounding trampoline but this is also a really great way to move your lymph. And I know that there are even now online instructors who are teaching workout classes on rebounders. Um, I've kind of been tempted to get one, but I also feel like it potentially would just turn into like a napping spot for my cats. So kind of still considering it. I will keep you guys updated if I decide to try it out. Personally, I think when it comes to moving your lymph, at least for me, I feel the most benefit when I break up my walks. So instead of walking for an hour once a day, I try to get out for, you know, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon and 20 minutes in the evening, just because I am sitting so much during my patient calls. So it allows me to just kind of get my blood flowing, get my lymph moving throughout the day instead of just that like one short, like one kind of stint. Now, if you are just only able to fit in that one hour throughout the day and you can't break it up, anything is better than nothing by any means. But if you're really trying to think about like, okay, what's going to be most beneficial and also wondering, you know, like would a 15 minute walk even do anything? Yes, it absolutely would. And then moving on towards the end of the day. So a really great way to kind of wrap up the day is to lay on your back on the floor and put your legs up the wall. So this is going to help to drain the legs of the fluid that has kind of accumulated throughout the day. You know, you think about it, the fluid that is getting sent to our legs has to fight gravity to come back up. So draining the legs for three to five minutes, and then also taking this time to do some deep breathing exercises. So I like to take my left hand to my heart and right hand to my belly button, then just kind of settle my shoulders heavy you know, maybe rolling your shoulders down your back so they come away from your ears. And then as you breathe, allowing your breath to go towards your belly. So you'll feel that bottom hand, that right hand rise up towards the ceiling. And then you'll exhale and you'll feel that hand drop down towards your spine. And I try to close my eyes when I do this. And even just five to 10 breaths 
that breathing can help to move the lymph as well. So it doesn't have to be this crazy like 20 minute meditation where you're doing all these different breathing patterns. It can be as simple as that. And then lastly, and this is going to be the one thing I mentioned that is not free, is a lymphatic massage. So a lymphatic massage is going to be different than when you go to a spa and you get a deep tissue massage. A lymphatic massage is going to be very surface level, very gentle. And if you go into a lymphatic massage not knowing what to expect or not understanding what the lymph system is and what the benefits of a lymphatic massage are, you may think this person's not doing anything for me because it is so gentle and light, um, very light pressure. Now, lymphatic massage, I know is often recommended for some patients post-op, so after surgery, to help drain any excess fluid that has accumulated. I know some people will do it before big events because they can visually notice a difference in the inflammation, especially in their core. Um, I have found that this to be especially true with those who are trained with Brazilian lymphatic massage. I find that that has had the best results visually, at least what I've witnessed from practitioners online and who I've talked to in person. But it's something that you, before you schedule, I would probably call them, you know, ask them what their experience is with it, if they have any specific special conditions that they work with, and, you know, how they think lymphatic massage could benefit you. Because not everyone who is trained in deep tissue is going to be the right candidate to give a lymphatic massage. Like some massage therapists will do it, other massage therapists will not. So that kind of wraps up this episode, just super short and sweet, but I think everything with the exception of a lymphatic massage, everything can really start to be implemented today and really it can all be free. So I want you this week, my goal for you is to pick one of those things that I talked about and focus on incorporating it into your day over the next week. So again, that can be the skin brushing, which you do not need a skin brush for. You can use a dry washcloth. Maybe you end your shower with a cool rinse. Maybe you're focusing on staying hydrated, especially if you're in a part of the country that's getting the heat wave right now. It's 100 degrees in Atlanta today, so definitely try to stay extra hydrated if you are in those areas. Maybe you're focusing on going on an afternoon walk once the temperatures drop down, or maybe it's the breathing at night with your legs up the wall. So try to think of maybe what which one is most doable for you, which one will be most enjoyable, and don't sell yourself short. You know, if you walk every day, don't pick walking as your thing. Pick something new, try to get something else in there, starting to build little habits that are going to make a big change in a year, five years, 10 years from now. All right, well, that's all I have for you today, so I will see you next Tuesday.